Hello and welcome to Christie's Education's Art World podcast and thank you for listening. Today I'm with Katie Hughes, Art Programme Manager at the University of Arts London, Arts SU and Made in Arts London and Hannah Payne, Director of Marketing and the Arts Programme at TM Lighting. She's also on the advisory board at Made in Arts London. Thank you both for joining me today. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having us. Thank you, Glenn. Um, I'm going to start with you, Katie. Could you tell us a little bit about what you do, where you came from, what your background is? Yeah, uh, so I feel like it all started at university. In uh, So I went to Newcastle. Um, I started studying architecture for quite a few years and then... Um, actually switch courses to art history so I think Newcastle itself is such a vibrant city so much going on in the arts and cultural world so I feel like that's really where my love of kind of getting involved in that as a career path started um, at the time I was working in a the National Centre for Children's Books as well which is Seven Stories which is a unique place to work yeah. kind of worked with lots of authors and illustrators, illustrators which again was a great a great way to start the career um, I then moved down to the south um, got a job. Um, I started working with the Lightbox, which is a gallery museum in Woking in yes, Surrey. I and I feel like that for me it was a great stepping stone. So they were such a great organisation to work for. I started off doing a marketing role, but then went on to organise events there, run their volunteers programme of 150 volunteers, um, led their front of house, and led their gift shop as well. So lots of kind of skills learnt there. And then I thought I'd try my hand at uh, going into the world of London. <laughs> so got a role at Maiden Arts London. So it's my first time kind of being on the other side and working within the university and the Students' Union. Sure. I've learned so much so far in my two years in the role. But uh, yeah, it's a really unique and great place to work. Okay, we'll come back to Maiden Arts London, but I'd like to pass over to Hannah. Do you have a similar background or is yours completely? It is completely quite similar, I think. Um, it's it's broad and varied, but it crosses over between studying arts. I went to Liverpool Art School, um, and I come from a, a, an artistic family. My grandfather is an illustrator, um, and so I was always supported as a young person to pursue my, my career in, in the arts. Um, but I went on to um, study um, actually at Central St Martins for my Masters, so I'm UAL alumni, um, uh, and that was in printed textiles. Um, and after that, I kind of didn't know what I was going to do. I was a bit lost, to be honest with you. Um, and had there been someone like Maiden Arts London at the time, I'd been very grateful. <laughs> but I actually had a bit of a segue and um, went, moved home and went to go and, um, uh, on a temporary basis, help out at um, lovely Blenheim Palace um, on sort of marketing and PR activity for their events. And ended up staying for seven years now and ended up heading up their marketing department. And they sent me back to... Um, Oxford College of Marketing to study for my CIM which is the Chartered Institute of Marketing and that was such a great place to kind of get a really good overview of the heritage arts and cultural sector and how it touches all aspects of life from history, history of art to events, retail, property and all sorts of things so I can't recommend working in in the heritage sector at the early stage of your career Mm. for all that kind of background. Um, I then went on, I wanted to get back really into working in the arts um, to the Royal Academy where I was marketing manager and then went on to um, Olympia Art and Antiques Fairs and that was really fascinating working in the art fairs um, industry just to get that uh, experience of working with art dealers 
um, which has stayed with me, um, some great experience there ever since. Um, I then moved on to a company called John Jones London, which is a fine art framers and, and um, conservators, sadly, no longer um, uh, running, but they had a project space there that I was involved in, and that showed um, a programme of exhibitions by emerging artists. Um, and I really thoroughly enjoyed that, and I got a sort of a taste for um, getting involved with working with um, young artists or early career artists or graduating student artists in a corporate space and what you can offer as an alternative platform. And that's really where I um, can reconnected with the University of the Arts London on the contemporary art side and made those relationships. So now I've moved to a company called TM Lighting, which is um, a company that specialises in um, the design and manufacture of um, superior LED art lighting for the art market. We work with major collections, internationally collectors, institutions and stately homes. Um, so my heritage background crosses over there Does nicely. And then there. the contemporary art side with galleries that we work with. But we recently moved into a new bigger space. The company um, has been running since 2012 and has grown. Um, and we have this great space uh, near King's Cross and Russell Square, um, which we're really fortunate to have a gallery space, which is non-profit. And we um, run that as an alternative platform for showing art by emerging artists. Mm. Which currently Made in Arts London is exhibiting in. So yeah, yeah we've got an fantastic. exhibition on there till the 29th of November. So yeah, it's a really well, great that, space. That's a lovely segue into my next question. So what is Made in Arts London, Katie? Can you tell uh, us Also, Made in Arts London, it was... It was originally an idea by two current students at UAL at the time and even though they were really enjoying their course, they felt they were getting the skills from their course at UAL, they just felt that they weren't almost getting the support in the business side mm -hmm. of um, the art world, basically how to make a living out of being an artist. It's something that's not currently really in the curriculum for students at UAL and other arts universities but it's something now that is coming more and more forward from first year starting and they want to know what universities are now offering. Yeah. Uh, so those two students kind of put together a proposal about, I think it was nine years ago now, um, and they actually gained funding from the NUS, which is the National Union of Students, um, and basically Made in Arts London was born. It was originally a online shop, so we were able to sell student artwork online and they were able to make a bit of an income. But it's turned into so much more than that now. We offer um, events, exhibitions, we take them around London, we create new partnerships, they have new contacts, and basically everything that we do is giving them professional development so they have the skills, experience, knowledge, while they're still studying so that once that graduation date happens and perhaps they lose their peer group surrounding them or the crits for the tutors, they have more of a background of actually how to move forward with their career and start earning straight away. Because yeah. um, I do feel like a lot of the feedback we've had back from recent graduates is that um, they were so grateful to be part of something like Made in Arts London just because they see their peers are kind of almost panicking post-graduation of what's next. Like, and it's almost something that the courses don't prepare for. And I think the conversation is growing more and more now and a lot more has been put into place by the universities and by the Students' Union to support these students from basically day one of studying right through and using that time, not only for their course, but all the... Do you see a similar model occurring in other arts institutions around the country? Yeah, interestingly, we, we went to the NUS conference um, about a year ago and kind of talked about what we were doing because we almost felt that like we were a unique thing, like mm -hmm. no one else, to our knowledge, no one else was really kind of um, uh, modelling on it. 
Um, and it did sort of come out from the other universities that the ideas were there, but nothing was in concrete. So one thing that I know moving forward with the Students' Union and the arts programme within, we really want to connect with other students' unions and universities around the country, right. share knowledge, share experience, skill swap, um, perhaps you know do tours and trips for students, mm-hmm. but basically spreading this knowledge of and a model and a sustainable model of how you can help the students. Because Made in Arts London in itself is a, a commercial enterprise. We do sell artwork, we do take commission, and everything yeah. goes back in to kind of leading the students yeah. through. And Hannah, how did you get involved in, in this? Um, so I was uh, approached uh, back in my former role to help um, with uh, another exhibition that you guys do called Exhibit, yeah. starts with an X. And um, so we put on that exhibition, which was over, I think, 25 artists get selected. And it's, it's like an art prize. Yeah, so it's the longest running Students' Union um, exhibition that we've been doing. Yeah. 25 years, I think it's um, been going on now. Yeah. Um, and it's, there's no theme and it's an open call to all courses and colleges throughout UAL. Um, Grace and Perry was on the, I think, I don't know yeah. if that was the year you took part in. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, great selection panel, like choose the artists that go through for that. Yeah, so following on from there, I mean, I'm, I'm just um, one of those people that's a big networker and, and really into collaborations and really into um, connecting people. And I always stay in touch with everybody that I work with. And with my broad and varied background, I do have lots of connections. And so I think um, it was a natural um, fit when you guys asked if I would join the advisory board. Um, just to add the perspective of, of marketing Definitely, to yeah. um, the advice to what Made in Arts London are doing. And I think at our first session, I had a look at the marketing strategy for you and we sort of tried to lay out what the mission statement was for Made in Arts London and making sure that that was clear to all of the people involved. Was it clear to the, to the students? Was it clear to the students' union? Yeah. What were you trying to achieve? And essentially, it's to support UAL artists and designers in their future endeavours, but also to give them um, a commercial platform and a professional platform for making and selling their work after they've left university, yeah. which is such a tough, tough time. And that bridge between um, artist representation by galleries is a very daunting prospect or or as a designer to be picked up by um, another designer that they want to work with to have that kind of professional advice is is just invaluable and I, and I, and I think it, you are the only university in the country that that offers that as an in-house organization so you mentioned TM Lighting now offers the an exhibition. Yeah, so, the, so for the past two years, um, and TM Lighting, which is um, led by uh, the co-founders, Harry Triggs and Andrew Molyneux, um, uh, we as a company have a great passion for art and we want to be able to support um, artists and early career artists particularly those who are not represented Um, and so we do that by offering our space to around four or five exhibitions a year. Uh, We don't take a commission, we just offer our space complimentary and it offers a very um, professional um, environment with art professional and arts interested and design interested people passing through our um, space all the time. It's also our design studio space. And so we have launched for the past two years the Maiden Arts London collection and um, to, it's wonderful for us to have uh, fresh and exciting art on our walls. Obviously our, our business is in lighting art, specialising yeah. in lighting art. And so to be able to have that work, work on the walls for us and for us to be able to light it in collaboration with the galleries and um, independent curators that take the space is, it works brilliantly. Yeah. 
what's been the feedback what's sorry what's been the feedback from students I was gonna say yeah it's it's actually it's amazing both years we've had the private private view recently for the launch of uh, the 2019 collection um but both years I've seen almost a shock on the students faces when they turn up to the space because actually while studying they might not get the opportunity to exhibit outside of the confines of UAL yeah. and actually for them to get that experience and go out into the world and kind of work with different uh, gallery owners or different organizations um so yeah it was amazing to kind of see them and like so many kind of complimented like the layout the curation how professional it all looked and it's almost like they need that confidence to be like you, your work is amazing yeah. you should have the confidence you deserve to be in a gallery like this yes. and it kind of proves in the sales already on private view um, lots of people are interested in the work some sales came through and it just gives the students a real boost and yeah. I think it's not just being in the exhibition itself it's kind of teaching them and supporting them to be come into the gallery space um, bring people that you think might be influential in your work um, talk about your work practice doing tours and things like that so it's it doesn't just stop at the opening of the exhibition we're trying to get them involved throughout and do do they actually curate it so the this time around the kit the students did not create the collection um, at the exhibition purely because I think we have got close on to about 40 pieces of work in that space so just um, just logistically to get that sure. those students in however recently made in Arts London it's something we're wanting to move more towards we recently did an exhibition at the Truman Brewery where we selected three students to take on that responsibility and again it was just amazing when you give them that responsibility and what they do with it they went above and beyond they were at the exhibition every day they really owned it yeah. and it they learned so much and basically our role is to empower and enable students to get that knowledge but not only have it to take on and do their own projects with it and that's sort of what's happening that's what's coming through so and what's the selection process for the for the for the exhibition so this year i've joined the selection panel um you picked three industry professionals to to join the selection panel one of them is louisa pacifico yeah. um from future uh, future icons mm-hmm. um, and so she's more from the sort of craft and design sector and also karen david who is a fine artist and is doing studying for a phd at the moment and um, writes and curates and, and then myself from um, the TM Lighting Gallery Art Programme side and the marketing side. Um, <clears throat> we spent a day um, selecting it's a long day. <laughs> Thank you. over a hundred submissions oh, and um, the challenge was, and this is, this is a real um, point I want to get across for artists, the challenge was we, we needed to fe- give feedback, provide feedback to everybody whether they got selected or not. Mm. And I would say what really stands out to me, having done professional development days at Maiden Arts London, is the artists who really make an effort on every single opportunity that comes up, whether it's turning up at 11am on a Saturday after a night out at Freshers Week to, to attend a talk, or whether it's because you spent extra time taking beautiful photography, writing some beautiful interpretation about your work in every entry of every possible opportunity whether it's prizes or or being selected for Maiden Arts London 
you will be in that top tier, that top 5% that will get noticed by people. Yeah. And one really good example of that, I would say, um, last year in the 2018 collection is an artist called Seb Shawmerton. He um, is um, an artist who has a kind of a graffiti, a street art style to his, to his painting. And uh, he was selected for the 2018 collection and I noticed his work um, in, on the wall and, and said to Katie, oh, that looks really cool. And Katie explained that he had done a lot of murals out and about in in London, one of which was up at Canopy Market at um, King's Cross, um, Granary Square area. And I said, well, could he do a mural at TM Lighting Gallery outside our space to help us launch the gallery space? And it was the night before we were opening, and sure enough, Seb turned up that first thing the next morning in his overalls and did a mural for us. And what's great about him is he asked for passers-by to give input on, on whatever they can see around them, and that inspires what he paints. To cut a long story short, from there, one of our directors was asked by um, a contact at Lauren Perrier for a graffiti artist um, to help them with a collaboration with Taste London. So, of course, we put forward Seb Shawmerton and he ended up um, painting the whole of the, the outside of Taste London's hoardings for that collaboration and doing live murals. He's now gone on to, he's got an exhibition at St. Maddox Gallery and that's opening on the 17th of October. So look out for Seb Shawmerton, but that's wonderful for us to have been able to give that um, opportunity and stepping stone. Yeah, I think it's, it's a give and take with the students we can offer as much support as we can and opportunities but you really notice the students that take the time and effort to give you back um, that kind of experience as well um, I think yeah like you say Seb was a great one to work with he kind of he took every opportunity he made the contacts through it and it just led on and on to a great start to the career for him. So uh, at what point do artists leave Made in Arts London? Sadly just because uh, we're students unions so we're limited on funds which is kind of you know a, an issue that most arts are working with at the moment but um, what we try to do with students is as soon as they join Made in Arts London we will represent them for two years and hopefully that's a good amount of time for them to feel comfortable learn how they can work with us get those opportunities in the bag and then they kind of leave, leave the initiative and let the new ones start to come through but it's it's never goodbye like I always you know we keep in touch they it's a nice kind of um, they basically come back and do talks with the new students oh, give them advice like this is what I wish I'd known when I first joined Maiden Arts London or started at University of the Arts London so it's it's and in that sense as well it's also giving those students who have moved on the experience of public talking but also how to earn money in other ways so it it carries on. We yeah. almost don't stop working with them, but officially on the website, we'll have two years of a collection with artists. Fantastic. Hannah, where do you see this going? How big do you think this could be in for, terms of... For Made in Arts London? Yes. Or, well, I think it's just a really great example. Um, you know, UAL is um, listed as second best in the world uh, as uh, art and design education university just after Royal College of Art but obviously that's only postgraduate yeah. um, so I think you know hats off to um, uh, UAL for having this kind of organization that really does support artists in the next stages of their career and I think it, it should and I hope it does grow you know um, Glenn we were at the art business conference very yeah. recently yeah. Um, a, a, a brilliant conference that starts in uh, September every year in London and also in New York and Hong Kong run by Louise Hamlin there were some really interesting stats about Brexit and globalization and, and all of the challenges but particularly so in um, 
the education, the art education being in crisis at the moment. I listened to art newspaper podcast this morning um, with uh, oh, the artists Bob, Bob, sorry, Bob and Roberta Smith, but all talking about the um, the challenges with the lack of funding in arts education and um, the um, the EBAC, meaning that um, there's marginalisation in, in students taking on um, art and design subjects not being compulsory and other subjects being compulsory. There's been a huge decline in um, students studying um, art and design for GCSE and A-levels. And yet lots of the um, you know cultural sector and the cultural sector leaders like Trisha Hunt of VNA believe that getting to the grassroots and education um, level of, of the art sector is the way forward and the way for us to um, look after the economy in these challenging times. So anything that any of us can do, particularly on the commercial side, commercial side of the art world, to support education in the arts is is great. So mm. more. I mean, even Christie's Education is doing its bit. Yes. I mean, we're running a course on art from the art, art from art school to art world, and we are trying to give back to the artists the source of creativity and it what what makes the auction house and selling art um so fundamental it's the it's the beginnings of our our business and so what what we're doing is also um offering lectures from people who are established in the art world who can come in and speak to new graduates from art colleges and how to prepare for the next steps in the art world. I think the same as you, Hannah. It's 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 crucial that that we 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 support art education. Yeah, I also think it's the, the the thing that I love about Maiden Arts London is that it opens up people to lots of different opportunities um, that allows you to broaden your horizons as a creative person. That there's all sorts of jobs available after you leave that might not be directly about practicing art um, but it might be in communications or curating or writing or that kind of thing or um, working for design firms and I think um, you know when I was studying there was a great deal of pressure to suddenly feel that you ought to make it as an artist quote unquote I don't know what that means Um, and then so you know people feel incredibly daunted and demoralized but actually, isn't it great that you can be a part of a group that supports each other, that's artist-run and artist-led? That, yeah. um, and that's the feed that we, feedback that we've had back, is that students feel that they can try out these types of other opportunities, mm-hmm. see what works for them, but do it with a shoulder to, you know, some support on the side from us, knowing that they can make mistakes with us. And yes, it's, it's about the, the, world. Pro- yeah. the process, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? It's about being allowed to fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think those are some of the talks that you've done on the professional development side is um, fear of failure and the art of networking and you know those sort of things that or how to price your artwork or how to approach a gallery how how to create your pitch all those scary questions that you might not want to ask when you're studying at, at at school or college or university because you're so focused on your practice yes um that if you could go back and say oh gosh what what are these sort of business-led questions that i need to know how to present myself um and also being able to talk about your own art yeah. that's, I, that's that's actually maybe i was a bit naive when i came into this role but actually that's an area that i find that artists struggle with the most really um we take them to um every year we work with the affordable art fair and take mm-hmm. the students there it's like it's a great one for them because they wouldn't usually go into such a high scale uh, commercial art fair 
Um, but the amount of um, artists when I see customers or potential customers looking at their work and I'm coaxing them over and like introduce yourself as the artist and they're like no 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 I'll, I'll leave them to it I'll, it's just like they and it would be so, so privileged because but also you know as we all know once you might look at a piece of art and, and think oh well, that's that's quite nice that's okay and then you meet the artist or you read about the artist or you read about the background and suddenly you'll fall in love with that piece of work because you know what it's about. Oh, it's about. all about I mean, the story. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I'll just mention our Young Collectors Club here. Yes. Um, and you're, I'm so pleased that you're both going to be part of that. Yeah, But um, what we've found is that millennials um, really want to engage with the artist and be able to relate to the story that they're producing in their artworks. And so if an artist can't express that to a, a collector there's going to be a, a problem with that with that interaction engagement so I think uh, it's extremely important for to be able to talk about to talk about their work well even Absolutely. like we've got like small things organized like we've got like, a, like Hannah mentioned I've got great support from the students union and from University of the Arts London we've got a tour coming up of the exhibition space um, Nigel Carrington which is great the vice chancellor at UAL is coming over to have a look and it's just a great time for the students to come on over in a safe and supportive environment, yeah. come and chat to your work about. But the more you do it, the more comfortable you'll feel doing Absolutely. it and uh, hopefully lead to some sales for them. So. Fantastic. So Katie, who can apply to be part of this, uh, this exhibition? So applications are actually open now and they are open to all current University of the Arts London students. It doesn't matter what course you're on, what year you're in, you could be foundation or masters. Just as long as you have something that has a monetary value against it, any student can apply to be part of it. And Hannah, the exhibition now? So the exhibition showing the 2019 collection at TM Lighting Gallery is on to the 29th of November and it's open weekdays by appointment if you um, email info at tmlighting.com to arrange that. Um, and I do urge you to come along and see it because all of the works are on display and for sale and uh, for sale online on the Maiden Arts London website as well. But you could invest in a piece of work from future creative stars. It's a great opportunity. Absolutely. And Hannah, you mentioned that you had a, a background in fine arts. What's your... I do love to draw. I do love to draw and I still um, draw and make designs in my spare time. And I have a secret Instagram account that I'm not yet ready to, uh, to share. I have my own Instagram account, which is Hannah underscore pain underscore art, um, which uh, talks about all of the things that I see and do um, in the art world. But yeah, I'm not quite ready to share that okay. yet. But Glenn, I will let you know. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you both. Thank you, Katie. Thank, Thank you. you, Hannah. It's been Thank great you. talking with you. Thanks for listening and tune in next week when I'll be talking to Alessio Antonioli, the director of Gasworks.